right, welcome to the podcast. Today it is Friday, April 15th. Um, not to be insensitive, as I often might come off, but uh, Good Friday is redundant. No? What do you mean that's redundant? Is there ever a bad Friday? Um, there could be. But, especially if you have to work out on Saturday. But for the most part, um, it, it's most people's favorite day of the week. Like, the, the average person looks forward to Friday. Like, nobody's like, wow, Tuesday is just my day. Yeah, Friday is usually like, you know, TGIF. Right. Here's the weekend. Let's kick it. But I don't think Good Friday is like, I think it's it's a religious thing. You know? Oh, oh I, I, I completely know that. But I just wanted to point out the redundancy of it. Now, um, today is also the uh, first night of Passover. Um, in lieu of me telling the story of Passover, I will just suggest that you watch the Ten Commandments. They did a, a wonderful job. Um, do you do you have Easter plans? You're not very religious, right? But do you have any Easter responsibilities to tend to? I have lots of Easter responsibilities. <laughs> um, tomorrow we're going to uh, Josh's family's because we have to color our eggs, and then we're going to have to fill eggs. Can you make her be quiet? To- <laughs> no, we're going to have to color them, fill them, hide them. And then Sunday morning, you know, we'll do the whole thing. And then we come home and Josh has to go to work and then I'll go to my family. And then we have to do it all over again. But it's it's more about the Easter bunny rather than religion, right? Oh, for sure. It's more about the food and the Easter bunny than anything else. Let, let me see if I got this right. Um, so in this, and this is like the breakaway of of my religion and everybody else's, because uh, Good Friday, like the Last Supper, that was Passover, if I'm not mistaken, and then um, and then Jesus was killed. Uh, my people may or may not have done that in cahoots with the Romans. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, and then on Sunday, Easter Sunday, he comes back, right? Because a couple of people. Um, Disciples of his, whoever they might have been, some strangers, people strolling through some kind of like graveyard, they see his tomb is empty, right? Well, they saw that the the rock in front of it was moved, I think. Okay. And then they were like, yo, where'd he go? And he wasn't in there. And that's like the resurrection. You know what I mean? Right. And then we got a new religion. Um, Yeah. All that stuff. Okay. Maybe I'm just not well versed enough, but it doesn't sound like we had any actual witnesses to to see him not. to see him like like you just pointed out what what I thought like nobody saw him getting out of the crypt uh there was no. just some things moved around so it could have been like 2000 years ago could have had grave robbers um I, I i that's much more believable than a dead person being resurrected and wherever he went after that though i would assume after being killed he might have wanted to get something to eat Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, hi, hi, Matt. Hi, Madigan. Sorry, I'm very. She's going through it. I, She's I'm, going through it today. Well, me too. I'm very snarky because uh, doing part. Why? It's a Friday. You know, to spit in my own face here of of the goodness of Good Friday and its redundancy. Um, I I am not tired and lethargic like I used to be on on my medication. Now, um, first of all. 
doing Perrysburg yesterday, their career day, and essentially teaching six classes. Now, granted, there was a more performative aspect to what I did than teachers. I was talking the whole time. Teachers can give tests, tell them to read, whatever. Um, But I was pretty much nonstop, and it took a lot out of me, and it's very weird. There are some nights I don't fall asleep till midnight, and then I'm up in the 5 o'clock hour. And I think by the well, end, I've noticed like sometimes I message you thinking, oh, he'll see it in the morning. And then you message me back and I'm like, wait, what? Because you used to be like the I'm going to bed at seven o'clock person. Well, because I was tired and I had to be up for the morning show. Now is different. Like I am I'm three to four days a week. I am up before 6 a.m. And I'm laying around in bed a little bit just for the simple fact that I can't, Panera's not open till six. And I'd say no more than three or four times an entire month, I make it to my alarm. So I'm like a completely different person, but at least like today, I'm, I'm pretty tired. And, um, did you want to teaching kids is exhausting. It it really is. Talking and presenting is exhausting. Yes, 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 yes. And yesterday was a very interesting day, and I'm I'm wondering if I'm going to get any blowback because, first of all, they it is your school disorganized. Like, there's always going to be some mistakes and oversights, and it, and and I realize the stress and strain teachers and schools are under now. But do you guys ever just kind of go like, we got to we're going to have to we're going to miss some things. We just can't do everything. Are you kidding me? But it, you can't. Schools are run on dysfunction. Okay. All right. Good to know. Because this is the second time I've been at Perrysburg and some details have been missed. There was supposed to be somebody presenting me or introducing me with a bio and everything. And uh-huh. that person was never there. The first one, uh, there was like a sub in the room with me. And I was like, do I just start? Um, <laughs> then, uh, oh, God, what was it? Oh, so they labeled me as media and something. I, I didn't say media, but they also included sports. Really? With, with, I mean, sport lover, maybe. So I had asked in the third session that I, that's when they told me that I was under sports. That's why they came. Um, and I said, well, that explains why there's been so many dudes in here and so few girls. And one kid's like, you can't say that. I was like, listen, kid, if you want to talk about LeBron being one of the greatest players ever, but one of the worst general managers ever, we can do that. But I'm pretty sure these girls are going to be bored by that. Um, you never know. Well, I wasn't going to go down that route. In fact, it wasn't even about media. Um, it was lots of mental health and preparing. Because I'm the only one who presented yesterday who probably is in a in a line of work that won't exist in five years and definitely in ten years. Like, none of those kids are going to grow up and listen to the radio. Yeah, but you could still, I mean, you could still determine that as, like, I mean, the radio is as far as the as far as the platform may no longer exist, but like podcasts, especially, I feel like are just an extension of what radio used to be, or like just it's like radio two point oh. So as right. much as you say, like the radio is going to be extinct, like talking and you know uh, being being an audio. I don't. I don't even know the word for it. An audio professional or something like that is still like a line of work that you can continue. It just might not be on the radio as it used to be. 
No, you're 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 a thousand percent right. It would be like trying to explain like a tube TV or black and white TV. Um, it's just another level. And I think they included with me like, I'm sorry, Maddie. She's mad about it. She um, doesn't want you to short sell yourself. Well, I I didn't I didn't, but and I think they did build me as like kind of like a content creator. But that's what all of those kids are. Because if they can get on the internet, they're a content creator. One kid said, when I asked him why he wanted to be in there, he's like, I want to learn how to make YouTube videos. I asked him his oh, name. <laughs> I asked him his name, and um, he said, James. I said, James, what, what I want you to do is go onto YouTube and search how to make YouTube videos and just watch that stuff. Um, they, or you find a content creator that you relate to and that you like, and you just copy that and make it your own yeah copy that they they had to they had to write down um level of education level of education and starting and current salary um i couldn't answer those questions because i wasn't they didn't have some college as an option and i didn't want to tell them what i make now um and i just said to them if you make content the sky is the limit for what your salary can be. You're a you're a 14 yeah, year old right. you're a 14 year old kid. If you have a TikTok account, you can make five times what I make if you put in the effort and you just hit it. Yeah, but that's I mean some of that is also luck, and um, I mean it's luck and it's also like being intelligent enough to know what to do and when to do it. You got to learn some things, right? Not necessarily. Oh, huh. hi so everyone. I, hello. Welcome to the party. It's uh, oh, thanks. It's it's Mad Maddie Day. <laughs> I can tell. Um, What's up, girl? She's teething. Um, I have baby. I have a question for you, ladies. To go back to the uh, to go back to the Easter stuff, Passover okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the second most reviled sweet candy treat um, of the calendar year. So I want to ask both of you, which would you prefer? Peep flavored candy corn or candy corn flavored peeps i it's the texture for me i can't do the peeps so i would rather have peep flavored candy corn although i'm just not a peep fan in general but I, I, can't, I can't handle the texture of peeps so it i would have to eat the candy corn is neither an option no you both muted yourself at the same time <laughs> I did. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, no, you you have to pick one: peep flavored candy corn or candy corn flavored peeps. Uh, I would say candy corn or peep flavored candy corn. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good enough. Um, our TikTok weekend is this weekend on the air, and I I think I've actually convinced Russ to incorporate some songs that aren't actual songs per se, like some of the more eccentric ones so if by some chance you tune into the station and you hear butterfly in the sky uh, <laughs> dude i love it I, butterfly in song. the sky it's, it's a theme song do you guys have any other suggestions bethany you were helpful um i well, think so I, I my question to you that i did i didn't really get to ask but i was like i mean do we still have to fit in like the genres that 105 plays because good question a lot of my favorite right like a lot of my favorite tiktok songs are not necessarily appropriate for radio at all in general so i was like mm, trying to pick like 
more poppy ones or like ones that could maybe mm. go on the radio if you found a clean version. So it was it was a struggle, but I think I got some bops on there. You do you want to add any? Because you can go a little bit outside of the lines if you'd like. Alex, uh, I don't, do I don't you... know. I have to. I have to look. I, Alex... I did a lot of deep deep diving though. So, hmm. well, you uh, affirmed that I was on the right path and gave me a couple others to check out. If I if I uh, like the Edison Light one, I wasn't familiar with that one, but that one popped up. Um, Alex, any suggestions for songs that? Um, I should get in there. Um, no. Into the thick of it. Is that a song? Oh no. my gosh, that's a good one. Okay, Into the so thick it's of like it. From backyard again. Dab. Cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, from, it's from a cartoon, but it's such a good song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to think of some. I don't know. Uh, Bethany, you were definitely one of the early adopters of the uh, the older people to get into TikTok, so we appreciate that. Why are you calling me old? You are? <laughs> a woman of a certain age. I I would be um, geriatric for the TikTok audience. I would I would agree with that. Yeah. I did feel the need to explain myself to the kids yesterday because I didn't want them thinking... You know, he doesn't like TikTok. He doesn't post a lot of stuff. I'm like, look, I don't. I just don't like videos. I enjoy reading stuff. And then they they, they kind of nodded the head and and got that. Um, you were you were on a streak until you posted that video of Andre licking the shit out of Diddy's ear, and I wanted to vomit. <laughs> Why? Yeah, that was a little it gross. Seriously, made me want to vomit because it, it was just it. I don't know. It was yeah. not, it was not for me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> at least, at least, Andre wasn't. It wasn't of him cleaning himself or of Diddy, which he doesn't do. But it's it's kind of because Diddy doesn't want Andre anywhere near him, um, and Andre's always near me. So if I'm near Diddy, Diddy will often like leap, and he does this when we're sleeping too, and it freaks me the hell out. Um, mm. But when when Andre does this to Diddy's ear, like Diddy gets into it. Like it is, it's like a massage. It's very therapeutic and enjoyable for him. So that's why I, I get a kick out of it. Sunny right, does that. She will, part. Sunny will walk up to Petey and Kitty and lay in front of them, expecting them to lick her. They're like, she's like, okay, I'd like my, I'd like my licks now, please. Um, like, I can't imagine what that, like what part of that is good. What, what makes that taste good? What, like, I don't, it, it bothers me. It, it's, it's not, when a human does it, I don't think a human in an intimate moment is sticking their tongue into the other person's, like, eardrum, but there is. Listen, if I was in bed with somebody and they rolled over and started licking my ear, I'm out of there so fast. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have had like the cartilage of my ear licked before, and it is quite arousing. Ew! Absolutely not. Yeah, it's not my thing. That is serial killer behavior. Not Um, my thing. Well, that that someone say that falls in line with with the rest of my traits. Um, (laughs) Can can I ask Alex? You were one of the first ones to see see it. Can I ask what the interest was of that two and a half million dollar home for sale in Rossford? Um, I didn't actually click the link. Your head, your like 
So you sharing it and then your little blurb was enough for me to like say that's ridiculous. I'm not even going to look at it. Um, and then I just made the little jokey joke and kept it moving. I didn't, I didn't click the link at all. Bethany, did you see the story? I did. And I I think my brother sent it to me. Yes, Apple. I think my brother sent it to me too. I actually know quite a few people that live on that street. Um, I don't think I know the person whose house that was or is. Um, but I just, I can't even imagine trying to take care of a house like that. Mm. Like, obviously, I'm sure you have enough money that you have maids and, like, a butler at some point. But, like, what are you, what are you doing with that amount of house? Mm. It's got to be, like, a, a Dana or OI or uh, oh, sure. uh, Owens sure. Corning, like, CEO's home, I, w- I would guess. Because it, it's one of the most lavish things I've ever seen. I mean, you could put that house anywhere and it would be someone's dream home if they had that level of money. And I guess... I was trying to figure out the appeal, and maybe it was, we're all familiar with, you know, rich people in Ottawa Hills and how big those homes are, but this is, it's off the beaten path, it's on the water, it has a bit of a castle aesthetic to it, and it's not like a lot of people drive past places like that, even if you're in Perrysburg or the nicest parts of Sylvania. So I guess seeing it, knowing that it was right under our nose, was was really interesting to people. It's very Real Housewives of New Jersey. It screams old money to me. You know how people mm. say like old money, new money. It's very like old money. Like that family has probably had money for a very long time. And it's probably a house that like was maybe in the family or passed down in the family. It just like gives me that kind of vibe. Um, quite possibly, quite possibly. It has an elevator. Ooh. And I don't believe that's a, that's an accessibility thing. <laughs> it's probably a rich person thing. It can be turned into a nice nursing home. <laughs> or yeah. what I said on the air yesterday was, and Alex, hmm. I, I should have run this by you first because I know that you are looking for a home. What if we got like 10 Alex and Thomases and you could all chip in and live in there together? No. We cannot have okay, a roommate. But, but hear me out. Like, you're... I mean, I'm really close with my family. I don't... Maybe if we were spread out enough in, in the home, but, like, that might be smart because yeah. instead of buying, like, all these separate houses with all these separate yards and all the separate maintenance, if you just all, like, four families in one family went in on this house and lived under technically one roof, had one yard, like, then everybody could manage it, and then you only have one mortgage and y'all just chip in. It's like a commune, it, you know? Or like a it's, condo. Or it's, it's what, a good idea. It's what happened has happened in the old West End with those old Victorian homes where they're divided up into apartments because those places exactly. are so big. Well, um, there's also some homes that are like really big like that and then the, because it's like an old school kind of house, it has a house like up at the front by the road. We just lost Alex. Oh no. Alexandria. Alex, 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 Alex. Alex. Hello, hello, hello. Alex, you have to come back. Come back. Um, I know what she where she was going with that though. Um, but yeah, there's like the front house and then there's like the back house. 
Or like the, there's a pool house and then right. back on the property is the real house. Yes. The, the guest house on those types of properties is the size of uh, the size of a large apartment. So, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. just it's just so far out of our lifestyle. And I guess maybe there are more people like me. I know Alex at Real Housewives of New Jersey. Maybe mm. there are more people like me who don't watch those shows a whole lot. So seeing something like that under our noses is, is kind of interesting because, yeah, I, I can't. I just don't like. I don't imagine anyone in the city of Toledo, not that like we're all broke, but it just, <laughs> it, boggles, it boggles my mind when there are people that live among us with that much money, because that just seems like such a like New York, LA, like Atlanta, like large city thing where you would have or make that much money. But like when someone in Toledo that lives among us, has that much money and can live in a house like that it just baffles my mind they just I, like blend every in. time every time i pass one of those houses i'm like where do you work like what is your career that allows you to live in that situation did um so i think my phone must have cut out but did you hear anything i said about the homes in Brattonall? Yeah, yeah we we talked about like the different buildings but 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 finish that thought so in Cleveland, there's a, a neighborhood, the Bratton Hall neighborhood that has homes of that size. And they're really big, if not bigger. And they're also on like a body of water. So they're on the lake and they have a really big like land, like they have, they're on like an acre of land um, or maybe just under an acre. So the big house is all the way in the back and there's little houses towards the front, not little. Like I would say these, even these houses are like 1800 square feet or if not more. And oh, they're, yeah. I've um, seen people with towards, pool houses that are bigger than my house. And they're and they're towards the front of the road because these are old historic houses. And so the houses at the front of the road are the homes that the workers used to live in, like back in the day, I don't know, 50s, if not earlier. And so the workers of the of the mansion lived in that big house up front. Now, if you drive in that neighborhood, you still see that style of um land but the ho the homes in the front people like live in them now like normal they just share a gate so when you're turning into the gate to go onto that plot of land there's two different homes owned by two different families or it's an airbnb <laughs> <laughs> that too. Be bethany you're right it's something that we more associate with bigger cities i'm just brainstorming of places like up in detroit um like in the western suburbs like the walled lake area where people have these really big homes on these small lakes and mm -hmm. um like if you go past detroit when you're going north um and you kind of veer to the right st Clair shores yes yes where not only do you have those homes you have a yacht as well i'll be going well, there tomorrow yeah. st Clair shores what for thomas's aunt lives there we're Re going to see aunt Susie. what's the name of her boat <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I gotta. I gotta find a name. Well, look, you better. Uh, you better be really nice to her. Kiss that ring, because maybe she can help with the student loans. Because nobody, uh, that, nobody that lives there is poor, and if they are, it's all very relative. I love Aunt Sue. Um, can we talk about a very serious topic? Yeah. So I wanted to get to this the other day, but we ran super long with the incredible Erica White. Um, Brittany is probably pregnant. I don't know if we find out at some point. She says. She's not, not because there was a miscarriage or anything, but because she's really strange. I, I would go with that. Um, Rihanna is pregnant and good for her for keeping this as private as Adele did. 
Uh, I wish more celebrities did this because these things are very near and dear to people. And just because you're a pop star, um, some things it's great to share with your audience and your fans, but some things are far more personal that I, I, I applaud you for keeping them to yourself. We don't know what she's due, but she did have some quotes in Vogue. And I thought the timing was interesting considering um, if either of you were planning on aborting a child and like not that either of you were pregnant, but your opportunities to do that in this country seem to be slimming down by the day, um, mm. which is a horrific thought. Um, and you guys know that I, I, I have always been uh, pro-choice in a selfish way because I would never want to bring something into this world that, that was a mistake or I, I couldn't afford. Um, and beyond that, obviously, it's your body, your choice. Um, many people, well, Bethany, were you guys planning for Maddie? Yes, we were. And actually it took us, well, it's specifically me. It took me a while before I was like, could even get to the point where I could fathom having a child. Um, and then it was like immediately started trying, if you will, that I got pregnant. So it didn't take very long. Um, and I was like, oh, we're doing good this. Good for you. I, I find the juxtaposition, and Alex, we've talked about this, but we didn't get to the Rihanna part. I find the juxtaposition and the comparison of Brittany, who I, I think we all raise an eyebrow when she said she was pregnant. Not because mm-hmm. of her, her age. She's like 39 or 40, which I think is like being a senior when it comes mm-hmm. to, to creating a child. Just geriatric, like, yep. Yeah, there is a, like a geriatric pre- pregnancy, I think is the, the actual name. Uh, she doesn't seem to me in the best mental spot to bring a life into this world. And granted, she does have resources. Um, I don't know what her, her boyfriend guy, what, what access he has or whatever, what, what he can tap into. But her resources could get taken away. And it just seems like not the best situation to bring a child into the world. But, you know, we'll hope for the best. Rihanna, on the other hand, has almost unlimited resources so she can get away with this um, in vogue planning. I wouldn't say planning, but certainly not planning against it. I don't know when I ovulate or any type of shit. We just had fun. And then it was just there on the test. Um, Can you ladies, Alex first, please uh, speak Mm -hmm. to that mentality? Um, So, but I think Rihanna's been with ASAP Rocky for a long time. So, I think Rihanna's baby was probably planned as well. Like she's got her empire. You know what I mean? Like she's she's also, I mean, she's got to be what, 34, Bethany-ish? That sounds about right. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think she's only a couple years younger than me. She's got to be about 34. So I think Rihanna's was planned out pretty well. I I mean, I know that there's a lot of discussion on if Brit- if or if not Britney is pregnant. I think she is. Uh, because, like, I think that there's going to be a large amount of things coming with her newfound freedom that are going that, you know what I mean, that she's going to try to fit in. She is considered a geri- she would consider be considered a geriatric patient. I think they still use that term. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I scratched my head on with concern because we know that what we know about mental health is sometimes when you're pregnant, you can't be on your psychiatric meds because it's dangerous to your baby. So um, that is of concerning for her, um, but also she had kids in the past, and there was some things that went on with her two, two, her two young boys. Shortly after that was, I think, when she had her breakdown. So this is for, I mean, I, congratulations 
you know, to her, especially if that's what she wants, but it could be particularly dangerous. I don't know. That, that was my concern. Rihanna is congratulations in a, in a different way. (laughs) If that makes any sense. It seems like, um, to your point of her being in this relationship for quite some time, it seems to be at least one pandemic old. Um, and she, I think way, I think much older than that. Like four, I think they're on like four years. It's not longer. Yeah. Um, it seems like they were while like not in the immediate term planning, but in the past they probably had discussed if we start a family, we're good with that. Um, I wonder if in these perilous financial times, um, people are being more discerning about the decision to start a family, and, and that's that's changed. Um, Alex, you obviously have had priorities and you're a modern woman where you want to establish certain things in your life and your career first. And we have really like, I don't want to say upset the apple cart. I don't even want to say change the, like the paradigm has shifted in so many ways to family building and and I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I do hope, and granted, everybody is acutely aware of strained finance at this point, but I hope there are, there are not people who would struggle doing what Rihanna did in the near term. We're like, if it happens, it happens. Because if it happens, it happens. And it does happen. It's very expensive. And the world is still in a very uncertain place. So I am, I mean, I think that you're right. Like I would be considered your modern woman when it comes to something like that. I'm similar to Bethany and that not Bethany, I don't, I don't want to use words for you, but I don't know if it was concern or it was just like, it had to be more well thought out. And Eric, you're right. I am getting to the place where I'm like, okay, we're getting closer, but I am also, I like, I think I openly had a conversation with my mom the other day where I said, you know, I'm 32. I just turned 32. I would say like at the tail end of 33, which is in a year, we'll probably be actively thinking about when we're going to plan this out. Right. So maybe in my 33rd year going on 34, I may be having a child, but I'll also be older. And the reason I wanted to wait so long is because you're right. You have to afford it. I don't even have a place to like for the child to live. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I am still checking boxes a lot like what they used to do back in the day where you go to college, you meet your husband, you have your baby, you live your life and that's it. We're. I added in, you know, I had to add in things. You get a good job that can afford you the ability to do all of the above. And that took a lot longer. But now the concern that's like right at the front of my mind is I'm getting older. So the likelihood of my child having more complications is getting higher. Even with modern technology, it's still getting higher. You know what I mean? So it's it really is a concern. So I don't want to wait much longer. But I'm still not in that house. I still can't afford it. So, like, I'm still not there. Bethany, where are you in on this discussion? Um, so I'm similar. So I feel like, I mean, I was never one of those kids that was like, oh, I can't wait till I get married and I dreamed of my dream. What, like, that was never my thing. I was like, mm, I don't really want to get married. Um, that's not really on my list of things that I dream about. Um, but I also like they always tell you if if you're waiting till you can afford to have a kid, ah, yes. the day will never come. Like you'll they'll you'll never just wake up one day and be able to afford a kid. That will never happen. Um, Speak for yourself. I think, 
yeah, <laughs> but I but... think especially I think especially now, like pe- people's student loans, like there are so many more debt factors that go into adulthood um, than maybe there was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So I think that's one of the factors for people waiting. I also think um, I just, I wasn't like, I wasn't fully an adult yet. And in, in the way that like, I needed to know exactly who I was. I needed to find like my partner in life. Um, we needed to be in a place where like, we were ready to raise another human being. And I think some people overthink it and maybe I'm in that category because I waited so long. Other people can figure that out in their twenties and it worked for them. And I'm like, you go, like you go girl. I'm proud of you. In my twenties, I was a completely different person. So like I needed time to figure out who I was before I was going to raise another person. Like I just, I was on the long track and I, I can't imagine myself having a different path because this one worked out for me. Like some people can get married and have kids in their early twenties. I cannot. Mm. I, I kind of apply your thought process to me being in a relationship like I'm just still always constantly working on me. And unfortunately that will likely be till the day I die. And I realize that that's a bad mindset if I want to have a relationship. But this discussion isn't, isn't about me in that regard. Bethany, I'm glad that you said that, that uh, if you wait till you can afford it, it's too, you're never, you're never going to be able, well, whatever that saying was, I'm glad yeah, that you like said that, it, the, it, it's obsolete. Um, right, that I, day I, will never come. You will never like be in a place where you can actually afford a child because wait, wait, wait. prices go up and inflation happens and it's See, I think you can. Wait, well, hold on. I, I, you, I, you, we walked that back and I think that saying was obsolete even before we got to the uncertainty of COVID because of Bethany, what you said and like Alex's situation because people are, Alex, I think you're, you don't have to count pennies, but you watch things. But there are people like $10, $100, bucks, either way. Um, it's their week, and I don't know how you fit a child into that. Um, Alex, throw out your thought, and I want to come back to Bethany with more, uh, with more uh, baby questions. I think, um, I mean, I don't know if I like the term modern woman, but if that's what you categorize me as, like I'm somebody that is also like career-wise, I'm extremely ambitious for that reason. So, uh, and you know, there's like light at the end of the tunnel. So I do think that eventually, and I I mean, I have girlfriends that have kids right now that are comfortably like literally living in Ottawa Hills, like loving life. And um, that it's not the same kind of thought as maybe Bethany, what you and I would have. Um, But I, I do think that you, I could, I and you can get to a point where you are more comfortable and it's more ideal. Like I think that it's it's easier, especially for women, where we are being considered for more positions of leadership, where there it is more likely that if you're you know ambitious within your career, opportunities may present themselves, which would then in turn give you opportunities to do things like start having a family. If that makes any sense. Absolutely, Bethany. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think. Sorry, I think that. Uh, I think that there's. There's comfortability in mm. 
in the fact that like you know how much the addition of a child is going to be on your insurance can you afford that like there's you know can you budget you know buying diapers formula like i would say we're comfortable in the fact that like we know we can afford food every day every week every month but mm-hmm. i think there's also a situation where like you have to drastically change your lifestyle to afford a kid like that that is also yeah. a situation where I, Bethany, like yeah. now I, I, instead of just being able to go and purchase things for the house you have to like wait until you have enough money to do that like yeah it's just I, it's kind of it's all budgeting where your money goes i'm going to ask you two specific questions and i'm going to wrap this up soon because alex i haven't prepped for todd's friend yet um <laughs> Um, so there'll be two podcast episodes today. One, uh, like what were like specifically the medical bills like? Did you know how much it was going to cost you going in? And then two, has affording Maddie been more or less than you expected financially? Um, okay. So no one really tells you when you're pregnant, how much it's going to cost to deliver that baby. And it really all depends Mm -hmm. on your insurance. So you can't even really judge or know what it's going to cost because something could happen. They could be in the NICU. Like there's so many factors, right? So it's like mm-hmm. when you go get so, sur- it's like when you go get surgery. They're like, yeah, the the surgery is covered, but then they don't tell you that the hospital isn't. You get this massive surprise bill. Exactly. It's really a crapshoot. Um, for me, like mine was pretty basic. I did have a C-section. Um, Maddie did not have to go in the NICU. I stayed maybe three days and then I was released. I think my total bills after insurance was like five grand. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it sucks and we'll be paying it for a long time. But the nice thing is that it's not like a credit card where you're in- incurring interest. Like it's, you just have to pay so much a month, but it's just going to sit there until it's paid. So you're kind of like, um, it's kind of like a house. Like you took out a mortgage on Maddie. Yeah, I mean, and and some people, some people are not so lucky, especially if right. the kid has to be in the NICU. Like yeah. you could be paying tens of thousands of dollars just to have a kid. Um, I know we're, so I know we're sucks, trying to wrap. But, I know we're trying okay. to wrap the conversation up, but I do want to know if do you have? I mean, in the way that hospitals bill is also different. I had a surgery and I was paying it off. I think it was like four thousand or something, and I didn't pay it off fast enough for them and they sent me to collections. So my thought that like what you were saying, Eric, when I have a kid, I also have to be prepared to financially pay for it and pay it off before it hits my credit. Unless, I mean, cause some people choose what hospital. Oh, we lost Alex. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as there's an understanding and you're paying, you know, a certain amount, like I think we pay like a hundred bucks a month toward it. It's fine. Um, I think the minimum would be even less than that. I think as long as you're actively paying something toward it, you're fine. Um, maybe depending on the hospital. I know you're, you're struggling so the, hard. This is, I, I've said this before, but maybe not to you two. And this is the worst thing about our healthcare system. As far as I know, it is the only thing that we have to pay for that we don't know the exact cost of going in. Like if I went to go, bu- if I wanted to go buy a right. car, if I went to go buy a car right now, there's negotiating and stuff. But you have a general right. idea of the ballpark. And for anything else, now I'm not asking for like a, a McDonald's drive-through menu, but it's 
it's ter- and, and Bethany, like with you, even if nothing, even if everything was totally normal, you still have no idea. And to me, and to more people, right. that should, that should be really. Because doctors are different, hospitals yeah. are different. That yeah. Tylenol just cost ninety eight dollars. Did you see that? I saw that TikTok too, where she was saying like they charged me two hundred dollars for a Tylenol, but I'm like, I'm sure that included a fee for the consult from the doctor, yeah, uh, a Wait. fee from the pharmacy. Maybe, but maybe not. Those can, those things might have been their own individual things to bill. It's 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 disgusting and awful. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross, and it it, it is something that I, I I don't know. I think I might have got cut off again. My phone seems to cut off every time it closes. But um, th- I mean that's a, an additional thought of what hospital are you going to give birth at, and what's their billing practices like? Because you know I I want to be able to have time to pay it off instead of you sending me to collections because I didn't pay off my. Six thousand, seven thousand dollar childbirth experience in twelve months. You know, right? I'll see if I right. can get a friend, and instead of you incurring the hospital charges, you can come over to my basement. It's to- very clean, and <laughs> you can do it for free, and there will be no interest. No, I'm definitely not going to be one of those kinds of moms. I'm going to be the mom that's going to go to the hospital that has a NICU, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I need to be yeah, need in a hospital. Yeah, literally, quite let's, literally. Let's wrap up this discussion in today's podcast episode by, I don't want to say memorializing, but but honoring and acknowledging the fact here on this very religious weekend we're about to enter that Bethany was screaming a lot of awful, deeply religious things as she was giving labor on the podcast that Friday morning. <laughs> Wait, I was not screaming. I was perfectly calm. <laughs> You're like, where are my headphones? You were, you were a little loopy. Um... But yes, you, uh, wow. So Maddie cost you five grand. You're still paying for it. And she was like trying in the birth canal for like 48 hours. Oh, poor thing. Oh yeah. I had the good drugs though. That's what the five grand was for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We remember. I will never forget that episode. <laughs> All right, everybody have a good weekend. Uh, we'll text soon. Okay. Bye-bye right, everybody.